there we go what is up everyone it is september 28th 2022 pro wrestling planet podcast it's a wednesday night and you know what that means that means that your boy the brand here and my man right over there big veto t and we're talking about dynamite that is going to be the main course of discussion yeah. here. Um, that is if I don't ask for my release. Oh, from from this show. <laughs> if you do want your release, you have to live out your contract. The yes. whole contract. Yes. Whether it be five years or not five years, or you sign the deal. We expect you yeah. to honor it. Damn it. Yeah, the whole fucking thing. Well, um, before we get into Dynamite, Vito, let's talk about that. You know, there's a lot of stuff surrounding. Uh, there's always these stories surrounding AEW, it seems like, every week. You know, it's like it's either this whole, you know, CM Punk suspensions thing. It's like now and that dies down. Now you have all this stuff with, um, you know, all these reports of. Triple H trying to call their people, people asking for their releases. What do we believe and what don't we believe at this point? Help me through this. Well, here's the thing. Uh, like, I think it's next week or the week after is the third year anniversary show, right? Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's, so, that's the Cincinnati show, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's So, Tony's had this show for three years. And... I mean, up until what six months ago, it's been pretty smooth. It's been smooth I mean, sailing up until this point. Yeah, it's been pretty smooth. So, I mean, the small ones, Janella, that was a little speed bump. That was nothing major. Janella's a problem everywhere. Uh, is this what you do, so, Joey? Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what I do, Phil. Uh, so exactly. this is like, um. This is it's gonna happen eventually to a promoter, and you, you know you're gonna get guys who are gonna test you, put you to the limit. Vince's had this company for I don't know a hundred years, <laughs> so he knows what to do. He knows to have a ninety day no compete clause, and he knows yeah. to have all these things in place. Tony's learning. Tony's learning. He went for years without even actually having like legitimate contracts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Vince went on a handshake back in the nineties. Yeah. Flair came up on a handshake. It's not like he had a contract. He just came up and just started working. There was no Lex Luger was on a handshake and then showed up to Monday Nitro on the on the first show. Right. You know what I mean? So Vince learned lessons, you know. There's a lot of legend around that, but yes, I mean more specifically, we hear this stuff about, you know, guys like Malachi Black asking for their release. Yeah, see, that's the main thing that, that I have a problem with. See, we, me and you, we we do this show. You have a YouTube show uh, and a podcast. And uh, so we get our news from the dirt, the dirt sheets, Uncle Dave and, and all those guys. Well, they they tell they report stuff like Malachi 
asking for his release, Malachi's release, not coming back to Dynamite because he doesn't work for the company anymore. He comes out and says, you're all liars. I still work for the company. You know, out, out of the horse's mouth. You know, don't trust them. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know? So it's like, how do we trust the dirt sheets anymore? <laughs> What's the world coming to when you can't rely on the dirt sheets? <laughs> well, it's very weird because, yes, I do remember Dave saying something of the sort. You know, I don't know what the exact quote was, but I remember him saying on the radio show that, like, he wanted to go. I don't remember him exactly saying that he was released at that point. So I don't know. It's just kind of, there's, there's kind of what's said and what's rumored. Yeah. And then there's, you know, then people just kind of take that and run with that in different ways. Yeah. I think it's kind of what happens there. But so the, regardless, like, like, Tony says he's not letting anybody go. So it's like, why are we even, why are we even talking about it? It's kind of the thing that it comes back to. You yeah. know, Tony just kind of like squashed it. He's like, well, like, you know, no one's actually getting released. They have freaking contracts. It's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. People even asking. So I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. It's the age we live in, the, the dirt sheets. And then, uh, and then we're we ruining pig, wrestling. We piggy tailed Malachi Black with the, uh, the Buddy Murphy thing. Same. Yeah. Same kind of deal. Same stable even too so that's what's really weird but uh veto big veto team my man let's get Yo, into this let's start the show this dynamite show uh you hear him say that it's it's a new era i did not it's a new era of aew i said it like three times to start the show hmm. i was like "Ooh, new era huh I didn't see no new stage or no new anything. Just right. era. It's Moxley mm-hmm. era V3, I guess, yeah. if anything. Uh, which we'll get into. But this show starts with the Jericho Appreciation Pizza Party. <laughs> the Ocho. Uh, featuring, yeah. I get another nickname for Chris Jericho now. He is the Ocho because it's his eighth world title, apparently. <laughs> and we get once again Luigi Primo on our television screens. Uh, I guess because it's a pizza party. So I guess he supposedly made all the pizzas, so why not? Yep. Why not have him out there? He's the official pizza maker of the Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society, apparently. Vito, this whole thing, I don't know, man. You know, uh, sports entertainment, baby. I get what they were trying to do, you know, and I thought that parts of it were really good. But then, like, overall, I'm just like, eh, you know, like, Garcia looked cool in part of it. And then in other parts, he just, it just seems dumb. Yeah, like yeah, it kind of fell flat for me for a while. They need, I think they need to do more things. I don't know. They need to do more the things. The bucket hat, the bucket hat didn't. It was off. I mean, beyond the horrible bucket hat. I mean, 
We had a kid. Oh. We had a kid at my high school that we just, you know wore a bucket hat. His name ended up being Bucket Hat, you know, because it's so, you know, distinguished and special. A horrible nickname. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> hey, uh, you want to know what's a good heel move? Tell the audience they can't have no pizza. <laughs> yes. That's, that's and, then heel, we, and then we got a <laughs> we want pizza chant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you keep asking for pizza, Anna JS is going to choke you out. The the problem here, mainly for me, Vito, was, you know, I just don't... Jericho hasn't really done much of anything to Garcia to, like, merit this whole weird thing. You know what I mean? Like no, this felt flat for me. It didn't do anything much for me until uh, Danielson came out. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, and then when they mentioned a tag match, I was like, lights on. Now I'm paying attention. Right. Before that, I was just like, oh, look, there's Anna J.A. Oh, man, why she got all those letters after her name now? I don't know. I'm just con- I'm confused because Daniel Garcia says he wants to be in a tag team match against them and team with Danielson. Yet he's still not out of the group. Yet we still don't have the breakup. You know, like the split apart between them. It just kind of ended like that. I don't know. You know what I it's do like weird. about this segment? Two things I liked about this segment. One. Let's hear some positives, yes, because I was super down on this. AEW Galaxy, appreciate us. That that was a nice touch. Dude, I love that. I love that. He get, and uh, uh, Parker gets credit for that, but he he doesn't get credit for uh, saying that Philly isn't used to winning championships. Yeah. When like, uh, you know, their football team has won the Super Bowl within the last five years or so. What was that, five, six years ago when the Eagles uh, when the Eagles won? With, yeah, uh, they Nick mostly Foles. talked about the baseball team tonight, I noticed. Well, the they Phillies. They talked about the Phillies. <laughs> Pretty no sure one said they... anything about the Eagles. <laughs> well, no, he said he said Philly isn't used to winning championships, and I thought that just oh, meant yeah. like in general. And I'm pretty sure the Phillies have won it in the last decade or so as well. So I don't know. As a as a um, sports guru, that got me upset. But I thought it was interesting that uh, Garcia got pissed off at Jericho and swung through all of the JAS and hit the pizza guy. I thought that was See, a good a good move. You know, and that's the thing. Still like, teasing it. It's so much like back and forth, and they need, you know, they need to just do it already because I think they've already screwed it up. So you know, much. I'm not a Jazz fan. I think I'm the Jazz, I think the Jazz is fine, but um, I think they're kind of missing the the mark with the with the Garcia stuff. Now, people wanted to see that turn tonight, but it didn't happen. This segment that fell short for both of us led into quite the matchup. Danielson against Menard here. Yeah, uh, Daddy what, Magic. What did, 
So you liked this. You thought I this did. was good. I did enjoy this. Uh, what I thought was interesting is Regal says uh, he doubled down on what he said before, how he wants Garcia as an opponent, uh, not as a member of okay. the um, Blackpool Combat Club. But Danielson has made it clear that he wants him as a member. So, so they're at odds. Yeah, maybe there's something there. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm impressed with Menard in this match. I like him. I like Menard. Uh, he, he, it seemed like a very like old school, like his heat was like real, like old school, which I liked. Um, but it just like, it was such an extent. It's one of those things where they, they start the heat and then it goes to the commercial and he has to hold the heat through the whole commercial. They do this all the time. I talk about this almost every week. And that heat spot just goes a little bit too long. So when they come back from the break, the crowd, like you can hear a pin drop. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, they're just like ready for that comeback already. You know what I mean? We want that comeback. Yep. They want the explosion. And Danielson well, does his, good at that. He does his like semi-Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, Hulk up comeback, which, you know, we love. And is great, um, you know, does all of his kicks and all of his punches and, you know. And he gets the yes chant. All that good stuff, yeah. No, they did a huge uh, yes chant when he came out, too, absolutely. Philly, Philly's got nothing but love uh, for the day. has got to say yambag region. I think he tries to weasel that in every show now. Taz has got to say yambag. It's, 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 his, uh, it's his trademark. It's his puppies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh shit. They accidentally uh, hit some music uh before the bell. Did you it's Dan- you, it was Danielson's. It was Danielson's music. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't quite catch who it was. Shit up. See in WWE Whoops. they just ignored it. They were just ignored winning. it. AEW, they just talked shit about the music guy. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that was funny. Up winning. The match isn't over yet, guy. Don't hit the music yet. Uh, um, oh, Claudio. Um, that Claudio yeah. spot was that was pretty funny. Claudio comes out to even the odds, gets rid of Parker. Um. So yeah, um, yeah, you know the match was fine. Uh, Went eight forty four. Menard, uh, comeback you know. was good. Like I said, you know, Claudio thing was cool. He got a big pop. Um, anything else on that? Um, no, the, the ending on? was had a nice little flow to it. You know, got the knee, got the tap out after the knee, went just almost nine minutes. So pretty good. I liked it. Well, they do a video package doing their best to explain Juice Robinson, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's basically. Uh, now, Vito, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you've mentioned this a couple times on the show that you don't really care for the Eliminator matches. Now, what do you think about guys like this? Like, you know, especially when the guy's like not even in the company coming in and getting one. Like... I would rather 
Okay. I thought about this while I was watching this, and I was going to bring it up tonight, so I'm glad you brought it up. I would rather, if they have him being, um, if they would have this be an eliminator match like they like it was, I would have him win. He should have won. Why not? Now, right? if they would have, if they would have come in and be a, a world title match, then he loses. If you're gonna say this gives you a chance, give him a chance. Why not? Um. Yeah, but then, but then Moxley's gonna take the loss, though. You know, what I mean, you don't, you don't want to have the guy take the L in his first match out. So I get the theory of it in a vacuum. Yeah. In a vacuum, that should be the theory, but that wasn't gonna yeah. work here. I guess. Exactly. But I just don't like that scenario. I don't know why you would put it there. You know what I mean? I just don't understand it. And, I hate the eliminator thing. And you know what? Uh, yeah. But you know what I think about every time I see Juice? Now I separate them because they deserve to be separated because Juice Robinson has done so much in his career. Okay. But remember, Parker. Uh, remember, was it, is it Sammy Parker? He was CJ Parker in the next CJ Parker, in the day. Yeah. yeah. And remember, he was Kevin Owens' debut opponent. Remember that? Oh, and he wow. Did that, I forgot about that. He did yeah. That clap thing and he busted Kevin Owens open. Very oh. first match. Yep. Very first match. Busted him right open. <laughs> I think about that every time. Juice Robinson's awesome, though. I like him. Maybe that's what got him cut, you think? You Possibly. Back and think about that. He, he wasn't long for the company after that. No. They didn't even really try to call him up, I remember. They didn't even they didn't even attempt to do a call up. They just said, eh, you know, see you later. Yeah. From what I remember. Uh, um, let's see here. We have they recap the MJF Wheeler Uta deal from last week. They promise us an MJF promo, but Uta hits the ring first and cuts a promo on MJF. You know, I thought it was pretty pretty dang good i don't know if he you know scripted this out but uh he talked better than i thought he could here what do you think yeah yeah i thought uh i thought he did better on the mic this time um than before yeah last Um, week we weren't we weren't high on that were we no but i think what he did i think mjf might have helped him actually I th- on this one, I think MJF might have been his little coach in the back before he came out because right. uh, he did the, you know, he roasted uh, roasted himself, roasted Philly a little bit, you know. Right. He did, he did, he did the MJF mock MJF promo yeah. was basically, yeah. and so that kind of carried the yeah carried the deal. Um, yeah, no, but then MJF comes out himself. He does his shtick and you know it that worked actually so well that he got an stfu chant from the crowd uh which i thought was very interesting you know yeah very interesting uh you hear all this you I, know uh, him challenging this you know becoming a babyface deal and it was effective here yeah i am um... MJF's a weird case now. He's a weird case now. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm not going to say lukewarm 
I'm just going to say weird case. You know, you bring up... Lukewarm's good... not right, because he's red hot. He's red hot. But the audience is... Uh, it's just a, He's just a weird case with the audience. They don't know where it's at. They don't know where he's at. You know, I wish they would just go ahead and, and do it already. You know, because it just seems like the longer you wait on that, the, the momentum kind of stalls and he has to do stuff like this, you know, like in the meantime. But we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, later. So in this segment, something was said that uh, it was the first time we've heard tonight, but we heard a lot more later on the show. MJF said these words, cash in my check on the Blackpool Cuckold Club. I'm sure he meant chip, but he said check. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't notice there was a flub. He he flubbed a couple things during this actually. Yeah. I didn't write them down, but check. he stumbled a, a couple, couple few times in this one. It was just like a weird, you know, setup. He he came yeah. out and he he actually talked about how him and Yuta worked a lot on the indies. I thought that was cool. I like when AEW does that. Mm. Yeah, because you, you never give people, people some backstory, you, you know. Over there in WWE doing that. You never catch, like, Seth Rollins telling Kevin Owens that. Remember us back in PWG? <laughs> you know, remember our days in Ring of Honor? <laughs> unless, uh, unless Nigel McGinnis brings it up on commentary, that is. Oh, yeah. Um... <sighs> Yuta tries to charge him, but the ass boys come out and back up MJF. Now, apparently MJF and Yuta are wrestling next week. So there's that. Should be a good match. It should be good. So you don't think it... So you don't think that this Yuta thing is like bringing him down like at all? Like, should he be messing around with Wheeler Yuta right now? If like, if I think he's... having him, um, I think having him wrestle is good. I don't think he shouldn't wrestle yes. until Mox. Right. So he's got to he's got to beat somebody. Yeah. Why not might the have, former pure champion? Might as well be Yuta. All right. No, yeah. I I got you. That's fair yeah. enough. Um, Mox and uh, C.J. Parker. I mean. Uh, uh, I, I love that Juice he Robinson. used Austin Gunn as his as his mouthpiece. <laughs> Austin Gunn got the save. MJF is better than you, and you know it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Right. Well, they gotta. You know, at least he didn't mess up the line. I was waiting that's for true. him to mess up the line. Yeah. Big V, my man. Um, this match. Uh, take me through this, uh, your thoughts. You know, Juice Robinson, actually, before you start with that, I'm going to ask you a question. Did okay. you notice it was awful funny? Now, I may have missed it, but I was trying to listen and pay attention for something. You know, Excalibur, nobody mentioned, you know, you got Juice Robinson in there with his Bullet Club stuff on. And the and this Titan Tron had Bullet Club, too. Okay, but we get no mention of, you know what I mean, anything about, uh, you know, of course they don't name drop, you know, Kenny or 
you know, Cody or anybody, any of the aid, you know what I mean? They don't like, uh, they don't link up anybody uh, with juice really. And they don't sell that aspect. Do you think they did that on purpose? And did you notice? The thing that I noticed about this whole thing and that I wrote down here is multiple times in the match, they, they said he's a free agent. Right. Yeah. Multiple yeah. times, like at least three times I counted. They said he was a free agent. And the third time I heard him say free agent. Yeah. Just so you know, like we said, he's a free agent. Hmm. And then I noted that he still had all his bullet club gear on and bullet club Titans on, which I'm sure that's just the gear he had with him. Right, but, but the Bullet not, Club is an NJ. Case, it's an NJPW trademark, I thought. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it goes to. I mean, it's you find it on uh, Impact a lot too. I mean, it goes everywhere. Right. Hmm. It is the Forbidden Door. Okay. But uh, it's interesting I mean, what the politics of that is, and who actually owns that phrase. Yeah. That'd be a good thing to ask. Uh, Ask Dave or something. Ask somebody. I don't freaking know. Um. So yeah, you know we got Mox and C.J. Parker. I mean, damn it, I dude, I don't mean to do this. I wrote it down as like a joke, but I keep reading it as Jeez. that. Juice from Juice Robinson. Juice freaking Robinson. Vito, take me through your thoughts on this. This was uh, this was all right, I suppose. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mox got busted up during the pip. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, he bit Why they would do that. He did a biting spot. Is that what it was? He bit him. I don't know if that's how he initially got busted open, but that's like how I noticed. They were doing a, like Juice Robinson was like biting him, and I don't know. I don't know how Juice got busted open, but. So the only thing I remember from this match is them calling Juice a free agent and also saying MJF can cash in his chip at any time. Right, yeah, MJF is up there. That's with really the chip. all I remember about this match. He's up there with the with the freaking poker chip looking like a complete dork. The chip yeah. has gotta go, bro. It's gotta go. And the finish was very fast. You know, it, it came in a really weird fast? it came in a weird spot, but that's just kind of that's Moxley's mo. You know, he's on a mission to not have anything that resembles like a, a WWE style match. So it's like they were like right in the middle of like you know, it wasn't even like a traditional like comeback spot, and then just all of a sudden it was yeah. like bam, 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 he does, like, the kick thing and then puts him in the arm bar, and then it's over. Yeah, drops him, and it's gone. Not even a death rider. Right. He's just determined not to, like, work like that anymore, you know, which is a damn shame because he could work that style so well. I'm not saying he has to always do that, but um, it would have been fun to see him do that in, in this match. This match went ten and a half minutes, ten thirty-two. All right, but it's—I don't know. It just—I uh, I just don't remember much action from it because they kept taking me out of it. 
they kept saying he's a free agent and MJF can cash in his chip every every it, anytime he wants. It was fine. Like, that's, that's weird to me. And it was actually good because Juice, since he was like fighting so dirty and heelish, it actually yeah. makes Mox look a lot better than like when he's working with somebody like, you know, like a face I did Danison. like the beginning. It's not going to cheat. Was, yeah, he jumped him at good. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. And, you know, is it even a match if, if Moxley doesn't bleed? Can he say that he even wrestled a match that night? I'd like doesn't... to go back and check how many in his last 20 that he, did, that he didn't bleed. I bet right. you it's a very small number. If he doesn't get busted open, it's like, a, you know, it's like one of those things uh, everybody drink when... Uh, Everybody drink. Post match stuff was more entertaining than the match. Honestly, that's a hot take right there. Um, what did they do post match? I didn't write it down. Hangman came Refresh. down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Hangman, hangman came stuff. down. I did Threw write that down. Threw his wallet on the ground. Yes. Threw his wallet down. That means business, baby. That means something about to pop off. <laughs> uh, MJF <laughs> says no, yeah. no, no, no. Not doing this right now. That's my belt, you know. Don't mess around. And then he might cash in the chip. <laughs> cash in the chip. Then Yuta knocks MJF into the cheap seats. That's the time you want to buy the cheap seats. Is right. when Yuta's going to knock MJF into him. He was right there. Those are twenty dollars seats right there. Insane. Now, when they started fighting in the press box up there, I was, like, completely ready for someone to go off the balcony, you know, since they were in Philly. I thought that would have mm -hmm. been a, a nice touch, but uh, maybe they're saving that spot for Darby during the Rampage taping or something. I don't know. But, uh, so apparently there's a ma the, this match is booked for a Cincinnati Tuesday Night Dynamite. It's the anniversary Tuesday night dynamite. He said something about a Tuesday night dynamite. So they're getting moved because of an I'll NBA game, maybe. That. I'll have to look into that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Scally said. That's my nickname for him, Scally. Oh, <laughs> man in the mask. Yeah, the man in the mask. Man, do you Excalibur. hear how horny William Regal is when? When he comes out and talks to Excalibur. Do you hear I, what he said tonight? He's calling like not. his little peach or something like that. Oh my gosh. He says he's like scrumptious, like, oh no, no. He called them rice crisps, like his rice crispy treat, and he like snap crackle pop or something. He always says he's scrumptious and yummy to eat or something like that. I don't know. William Rigo's real horny for the man in the mask. Yeah, you know, for some reason I uh, I blocked that part out. I guess I don't yeah. know if that was selective on my part. It's or... very interesting. Um, but yes, on the books, Page versus Moxley. Page got a huge, um, huge pop when he came out here. By the way, BT Dub for all those listening that didn't watch it. Now, Vito, uh, let me get your take on this. I'm really... sure you mean Juice, right? Well, no, no. When Paige came out after the match. Oh. Hangman. 
Oh, Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. You're confusing me. So many pages. Diamond Dallas Page, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Ethan now, Page. Do you like when they announce matches like this? Like when it's like not, you know what I mean? When it's just like, yo, you know, I guess they do it pretty much every week for every show, but like. I don't mind it. Just announcing them. Yeah. I love it. I don't mind it. I love it. Yeah, I, I have no problems with it. Something happens, something goes down, throw it out there. Get her done. It seems like every WWE match, I mean, it's been a little different recently, but it's always like a call-out thing. Everything's got to be like a a call-out. Not every, and we agree not every match has got to mean something. Well, every match, I think, can mean something, but, you know... And this, this kind of, just to take it a step further, do you think that a wrestling promotion could get away with, like, a straight UFC-style presentation where there's, like, really no angles? You know, they just, they announce the matches, they have the matches, some shit happens, some stuff happens, you know, after the match, you know, someone cuts a promo or whatever after the match and that's it no hmm. other drama you know what i mean like yeah just drama that's facilitated and like the aftermatch call out and then like you know during press conferences or whatever you know you could do that you know too do you think yeah. something like that could work <laughs> i don't know probably i think uh I think something like that would be awesome. I don't know, you know, people think it might be too boring or whatever, but I think if you did it right, the presentation of it would be awesome. It'd be like, you know, like UFC, but better. You know what I mean? Like, people love UFC in the way it's presented. Why can't you present a wrestling product just like that, but better? You want it like... Uh in ring or like when they go back through the curtain either either or you know they could do both sometimes it would be you know i like when they go back through the curtain come back through the curtain like all out of breath have someone there yeah what do you think about your right i like that yeah and they do hype videos and stuff like that too you know what i mean yeah um you know, some of the hype videos are, are not bad, you know, for like those UFC shows. If you're watching like the big pay-per-views, it's like, all right, you know, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this fight, dude. And you don't even really know. And that's how I watch UFC. Like, I, I really don't know much about it. But it's like if I am find myself watching the pay-per-view that weekend, it's like, all right, the video package explains enough to me about the two dudes and... You know, all right, well, let's let's see a match. Let's let's see a fight. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. need more than that sometimes. I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to do something like that. Uh, speaking of video packages, to do a Bandito uh, hype video, which was pretty good. Then they recapped the Soraya debut last week. Not Soraya, Soraya. Don't get Soraya. it wrong or she'll get mad at you. And then uh, we get her coming out for a promo, um, which was a train wreck. 
Oh. <laughs> Train. It's the wreckiest of all trains. You know, I was, uh, I was thinking. She looked so lost out there. Right? So lost. Yeah, I felt so bad. So she's like, I'm lost. Let's bring everybody out here. One I want to profile all the girls in the locker room. There's four. Right. Well, I think that's probably what she was supposed to do, but getting there was rough. And, you know, she even admitted that she was like, she just didn't even know. And I was thinking to myself, she's probably never done an unscripted promo since she was like, you know, a teenager, like years ago before she came to WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably been that long since she did um, something unscripted. So... Yeah. It was a little out of her wheelhouse. Um if you bring yeah, and like you mentioned, she brings out the women. Uh the face women from the locker room. She starts to hype up Tony Storm. Then the heel women come out, led by Britt Baker, who also had a train wreck of a promo. Um Vito, I mean I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job of, of of crapping on this segment. I really don't want to. Help me out yeah. here. Um, no, I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go too hard on it, but it was it was uh, painful. It was painful to watch. I was supposed to hear my first. My first feeling for Soraya, you know, I was supposed to get my first feel of who she was going to be in AEW, and I got trash. I got nothing. She was able I got to... somehow she yeah. was connected to the Deep Storm match, and it was connected in the worst way possible. I mean, you put newly signed Sky Blue out there for nothing. You got page out uh, saray out there and the only people she only person she talked about was a champion she didn't talk about willow nightingale or sky blue or madison rain for god's sakes madison rain was out there beautiful people this Jeez. thing was a mess it was awful um i really just <laughs> it was yeah. awful it this is so bad. I had to go out and have a cigarette after this. I just really could not, you know, I debated even continuing the show. No, it wasn't that bad, but. So here's the thing. Let me just get my thoughts out about this. So they are, they make a lumberjack match, right? Okay. I, I went make... out after this. So you're going to have to take me Let through me do this. this. I mentioned. Let me whole, handle this. I missed this whole deep Tony Storm deal. Okay. So they bring out deep Okay. By the way, right. I, I'm liking Deeb these days. Uh, She's fine. They make it a they make it a lumberjack match. Uh, uh, Soraya gets on commentary. Taz calls it a lumberjill match. Paige, Soraya freaks out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Paige out of there. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> take it out of my my vocabulary. One of these days. Actually, huh? I'm only just gonna call Adam Hangman from now on. That's it. Right. And Diamond Dallas. Just going to get rid of the word. So just many gonna say pages Ethan. of the book. Yeah. All right. So Soraya 
yelled at Taz. It's a lumberjack match. We're inclusive here, AEW. Wow. <laughs> She's like, it's a, she says, it's not lumberjill, it's lumberjack. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so they had her on commentary. She didn't say much at all. She barely said anything, which is perfect for you. Because you don't like that extra voice. But she didn't say much. in that extra voice. Yeah. So the finish. Let's right. talk about the finish. Okay. Did you see the finish? I didn't see any of, the of this, match? so you're going to okay. have to take me through it. So the WWE banned a move recently. You've heard of this? How Driver has been banned? No, I did not hear about yeah. this. I don't okay. know if that's... Uh, I, it's, I don't know if... I haven't seen word from WWE exclusively. This is what we say. But that's the that's the word on the sheets is the power driver's been banned. Okay. Tony Storm gets Serena Deeb up in the corner on the second rope and Powell drives her off the second rope <laughs> oh into God. the ring and pins her for the win. <laughs> I'm like so the most- dude. So one of the most dangerous variations you can do. I was like, they're like avalanche pile driver. I was like, Triple H just shit himself. Oh man. Anyway, those are my notes for. That's not a what, good look, especially what you- I was wanting to be my first interaction with Soraya. Anyway. We still didn't Good get finish. any kind of clarity on whether she's wrestling or not. She didn't nope. come out and say that. Nope. She wasn't one of the lumberjacks. Um, I think she may have just conned Tony Khan out of some money, but that remains Wait. to be seen. She wore a really cool jacket. That was cool, and her music's great. Yeah. Love the... Yeah. Love the love the theme song, uh, but yeah. So I got back. I don't know if I missed anything else. But the tag champs were next. Backstage video with the tag champs. Oh, okay. It was a okay. So it was a pre-taped promo or like a yeah. video package. Uh, no, it was a pre-taped promo. They were back there. Uh, okay. With somebody. And uh, oh, Keith Lee walked up and said, uh, um, you know, Swerve's not here. I was going to congratulate you guys. But then I found out that old Billy here helped you guys win. And so it was kind of awkward there for a minute. And Hmm. I told you, I knew that Billy thing was going to come back. I thought it was a a stupid mistake for, for the face, the over faces to have uh a manager help him with the finish win right but we'll see what happens they'll forget about they, that detail going forward but i was gonna ask you yeah because i didn't see this well I mean, they brought it up keith lee said swerves mad he's not here and i i didn't know he said basically i was going to congratulate you until i was told and i saw that billy gunn helped you guys win so 
You know, it's I know they only have so much time, but I would have liked to have seen them get the acclaimed in front of the crowd for this, but I guess they're saving that for Rampage. But, uh, you know, first Dynamite after winning the, the titles, you know, you think they would want to be on there, but... Um, uh, AEW does that a lot. Right. And they're on the criticized for it a lot, too. Uh, Hikaru, or no, uh, Thunder Rosa was pissed off. When she won the women's championship, they didn't put her on Dynamite the week after. Yeah, yeah. She was very angry that. at that. Is this something AEW does? They don't really, it, they don't really put any uh, um, importance on you know putting the champion on. I mean, some champions like Jericho had his celebration thing, but you know, tag champs, women champ. It's you know, just if something comes up, they'll do it. If not, you know, thing. It's got to be an on-purpose aesthetic, you know, by by Tony, you know, just to just to kind of differentiate the product a bit, you know, yeah. just kind of one of those little details that that he believes is important. So you know, that's how they're going to do it for the most part. Um, and the next thing was another video package of uh, Andrade family office problems. Okay, you happen to run across that one? I came in. And when I came in, we were, yeah, it was some sort of Matt Hardy promo going on. So I guess I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, no, that was it. That was the end of that. So, that was basically, uh, yeah, private party and uh, Butcher and the Blade arguing about what happened at that uh, uh, Battle Royal on Rampage. I think it was Rampage, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember if it was Rampage or Dynamite. Anyways, they had a big squabble, you know, Matt Hardy and Private Party hugged in, in, the, in that match or whatever. So there was a big thing, and then Matt Hardy came up and said, you know, get out of that, and we can be homies again, you know, not the same way I was before, but, you know, a new Matt Hardy, you know. And I wrote down here, no money, Matt, instead <laughs> of big money, Matt. <laughs> no money. No money, Matt. That would be uh, good. So, something, so that's what anything. Love Matt Hardy. I hope he's able to reinvent himself again into something. Whatever he's doing now, I don't think that that this is quite it. Um. Now, next week is National Scissoring Day, though. But before we get to that, um, we get a Ricky Stark squash match. Yeah, I wrote down Jobber McGee until I found out his actual name. <laughs> his well, name is Eli Isom. He's a Ring of Honor guy. Well, hey, just to let you know, squash matches aren't just for monsters, all right? I no. love to see this. I thought the same thing. Yeah. It seems like it's always, you know, it's some monster getting the squash, like... No, you know, uh, just sometimes just, you know, roll in and, and just beat the guys up, you know, in 10 seconds. And that's what would be so great about those old, like, uh, 80s, uh, like, NWA shows, you know. That was, like, literally the whole show is the stars coming out and, like, kicking a jobber's ass for a minute and then doing a promo. You know what I mean? The Road Warriors would come out clothesline a bunch of dudes 
you know, some poor bastards that they brought in that week, you know, <laughs> to get killed. And then they'd do their pro, you know, and then the horsemen would come out and do the same thing. So it's like, yeah, I, you know, squash matches are for everyone, man, not just the monsters. Exactly. Love to see it. Um, so this Eli Isom guy, do you know him? I do not. Do you know his story? He, he uh, I got a couple facts here up on the Ring of Honor website. A couple little factoids. Okay, his so this is a Ring of Honor holdout. In Ring of Honor history is when he pinned uh, Christopher Daniels. Huh. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Him, Chucky e. T, and Kenny King defeated SoCal Uncensored in the finals of the gauntlet match to earn a shot at the ROH. Uh, six-man tag titles, so that's pretty good. So those are the two wins he's got, so good for him. So they tried to do some stuff with the guy, it sounds yeah. like. Be interesting and he to lost see if in he 48 sticks it around. Seconds to, 48 seconds to... Uh, uh, what's his nickname? Oh, uh, uh, what's his, uh, what is it? I just had it. Uh, all uh, ego, no. Absolute. Yeah, absolute. All he goes, Ethan Page. Right. Absolute. So many nicknames, so little time. Uh, well, Vito Speaking made a bit of time. Speaking of nicknames, hold on a second. Okay. Speaking of nicknames, we have a package here of Christian and Luchasaurus and who they're now officially calling Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Okay. I just threw my pen if you can't see me. <laughs> Smooth transition. JR has been calling him Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, since the beginning. And I said, you're the only one calling him that, JR. Stop it. You know? It's going to stick. Sure is enough. Now everyone's calling him Jungle was, Boy Jack Perry. It was a premonition. He was setting him up. Setting him up for him to knock him down. Eventually, that Jungle Boy thing's just going to go away. He's just going to be Jack Perry. And then they're going to WWE him. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack. <laughs> Please, God, no with that. Anyway, main event time. Don't you know everyone's getting their names back now in WWE? So maybe AEW oh, yeah. will go to the reverse of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Jericho Bandito ROH title. Um, this match was awesome. I Ian Riccoboni on commentary. Right, and the announcer. Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz. No relation to Chris Cruz, I don't think. but Or Ted Cruz. Please God, not Ted Cruz. <laughs> Kaz calls the ROH belt gorgeous. I thought it looked like uh, a piece of uh, like a tin can that was flattened The out. last one was gorgeous. Right. This one looks like shit. They need some new belts. They get this. This TV is a new deal. belt. Are you serious? Yeah. Like they, they just, just did this. They just, you, this is not Tony's belt, but this is recently unified. Like, okay. Ju- not that long ago. Yeah. Well, it's they fine. They chose this belt. They still need a new belt. Yeah. Yeah. They need to go back. Is what they need to do. 
something, man. These look bad. I don't know. Like, just the quality of them does not look, you know, like what it should be. Um, but, yeah, hopefully they get that TV deal so they can get uh, some new belts. Uh, man, you know, Bandito looked awesome here. Did all kinds of really cool stuff to get up uh build up the uh the face momentum there at the beginning uh jericho when he can work is like a straight face like this <laughs> and it's not like a weird like moxley match you know you almost forget uh how good jericho can be just like as a straight up heel you know which is what he got to do in this match so loved it oh there's a couple of things that I, I had a problem with. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple, just a couple of spots I had a problem with. Okay. One, uh, Bandita was standing middle of the ring. Jericho ran to the top rope. Bandito stood there holding like a gun towards Jericho. Jericho jumped off the top rope. Bandito, I think it was a, I think it was like a super kick thing. Got him right in the chops. I'm like, why did you do that? He was standing there the whole time. He yeah. watched you climb up there. He waited. He pointed yeah. at you as you're jumping down. It was like, I don't, I didn't know what was going on. I, I wrote it down immediately. Um, yeah, you know. And then right after that one is of those, when one of those lucha type spots, I guess. Right after that is when I want to get your opinion on this because I'm not sure exactly how I felt about it. Okay. What did you think about holding him for a minute before hoisting him up further and dropping him down in that vertical suplex? The suplex? Yeah. Was it a minute? It was a minute. Was it, it was a whole minute? Just, just about, yeah. Pretty damn close. You know, an impressive feat of strength by bandito you know you, you line up the two together he looks like uh you know what i mean jericho's not like a tall guy by any means and he was like towering over over bandito so he definitely had the weight on him so pretty pretty strong yeah it was crumpling the guy body, there like that and he was able to push it up at the last minute to drop him so I love that spot. Whenever anybody does that, the stalling yeah. suplex uh, reminds me, you know, someone probably did it before him, but it reminds me of Davey a lot. He would do that spot, you know, back yeah. in the day growing up, Davey Boy Smith. Um, There's a different variation think, of it, of course. Do you think that one was too long? No. No? It was fine, dude. The band uh, people really wanted Bandito to go over here. Like they bought that he could win this match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his near falls and everything. Like you know, people were thinking, okay, well, you know, they could put the title on Bandito. Maybe they thought they made a mistake. You know, with with the Jericho deal, but. Uh, Obviously, that was not a mistake. Um, the fall away, moonsault, fall away, slam deal. That was awesome. That was nice. I did Best like fall that. away slam I've seen. Right? Um, that German suplex thing he did. Yes. I, I've never seen Bandito wrestle maybe one match, but it was like an eight-man match. 
Right. But that, I, I guess that's that. one of his patented moves. Right. That's amazing. That was amazing. That's straight up lucha stuff right there too you know what i mean it, it reminds me a lot of like uh you know of like the 619 you know just how it's like it's a move that's a whole sequence yeah that's the his gts move. thing is weird right too yeah much. right yeah too much. um no he gets you know really good near falls um you know, but then Jericho like pokes his eyes and ends up moving his mask. And... The finish, I yes. love that. Moves his mask down instead of tearing it off. He just moves right. it down just a tiny bit. First that... of all, did you mention the nose? It, was he bleeding from his nose? Yeah, is that what his that nose was? Busted open. It just okay. his mask just started gushing blood out of it. It's like it was kind of distracting. It was just red half the match. Yeah, I forgot what spot that was after. It's off of Jericho, and I was like, no, Jericho's good. It's coming through his mask. Yeah. And it's kind of gross. So many people getting accidental accidental broken noses in this company. You know what I mean? Anyway. A broken nose a week is what we're averaging here in AEW, folks. Yeah. Yeah, Britt was last week. They need one of those signs, like uh, the workplace signs, where it's like, you know, zero days without an accident. Britt was last week. Seven days uh, without a broken nose. And Ruby Soho was a week before that. Right. So, yeah, we're averaging a nose a week, dude. All all elite broken noses. Yeah, so uh, can't see. Jericho knocks him down. Actually, Jericho gets him in uh, 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 walls. He uh, rolls him up, right? Right. Rolls him up for a near fall. Well, they did the the wall spot earlier, and then he ends up ending it with the lion tamer. I didn't really detail out that finish spot. Well, he goes for the walls when he can't see. And as he's getting ready to turn it, Bandito rolls him up for a near fall. And then when he comes back around, he still can't see. So then he gets the the lion tamer, and he couldn't. What's funny right, is right, they're right. pointing out that he couldn't see, but he was like really close to the ropes. Like he could have reached out and grabbed the ropes, but he couldn't. He couldn't. But he just couldn't see. <laughs> he couldn't see. The damn band. The man who can't see can't fight. The damn bandito was in his face. Bandito's bandito. <laughs> Bandito's bandito, blocking his vision. <laughs> it's like uh you know just getting crushed by two tons of irony you know like the like the coach and <laughs> dodgeball oh um, man if you can catch a wrench you if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball exactly That's what I'm saying that's a hula hand oh man um so Jericho gets a win with the lion tamer he cuts a promo afterwards saying he's gonna destroy every ring of honor champion everything about the legacy he's going to destroy it one by one he's going to destroy referees commentators he had, wrestlers he, he attacked the ring announcer there uh the uh bobby, yeah, bobby cruz ate one hell of an elbow dude that's right he I, ate he ate I, that elbow i think his nose got broken <laughs> no no um, maybe next week well, Vito, uh, uh, Big Vito team, my man, that's the direction for this Jericho thing, I suppose, is we're going to have him 
looks like a lengthy run with the title while he wrestles all these different ROH guys. He called out Danielson, so that'll be the first one, I guess. And you know, and I didn't know this, but he's the 37th Ring of Honor champion. Okay, I'm 37 <laughs> years old, so me too. Awesome. Word up. Uh, that match went 1821. You know, it did not feel like an 18 minute match. It felt it felt like no. five minutes less than that. So that's the mark it's, of a good match. I enjoyed that one. Um, I enjoyed that a lot more than the Juice Mox match. So what do we got? We got Danielson. We got Joe. We got Jay Lethal. I mean, there's a lot of guys that he could do these matches with. I mean, maybe a Punk if he ends up coming back, you could do that. But you know, I don't. don't Adam see Cole that happening. Adam Cole's a former ROH champion too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Adam Cole, man. I keep waiting for him Me to come too. back any week. I think he could liven up the show a little bit. I think he put on social media that he was coming back soon. Well, dang it! I've been wait. I've been waiting for it the last couple weeks to hear that music hit. So. Uh, we'll have to see on that, you know. Uh, I mean, O'Reilly once he gets better, if he if he comes back, I think he was an ROH champion for a minute. I think so possibly. too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Daniels. It. I mean, there's a lot of guys they could dig up. Low key, the first champion. They could dig him up from wherever he's yeah. at. Uh, I'm into that. You know, there's a lot of good stuff. So overall. Big Vito team, my man. What are we rating this one? Oh, man. Um, well, I don't want to be too harsh on it because I'm not too happy with it. I wasn't 100% into this. Um, there was a lot of down for me. Overall, it kind of feels like it's one that could have been phoned um, in, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go three. I'm not going to do too high or too low. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to lean more of a 2.75. I'm going to mark it down just a little bit more. I got to come in lower than you for whatever reason. You know, it's kind of like a competition. (laughs) It's a thing. You can't can't like it more than me. I can't. Well, sometimes, maybe. I think that's happened a couple times where I was like, yeah, no, I really loved this show. And you're like, yeah, it was all right. It was pretty good. (laughs) That has happened Um, a couple times, but it doesn't happen often. Uh, Hey, Dalton Castle was the ROH champion in 2017. And and Roosh... Roosh was a world champion too. So, well, there we go. There's two more guys. They need there to get Dalton Castle involved. He's a good act. Well, him and the boys are signed officially. Really? Eddie Edwards. Ooh, he's a impact guy. Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards. Possibly Davy Richards is back. He's awesome. Um, haven't really seen his work recently, but. I'm sure he could still go. So, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's all we have for you, folks. Uh, Make sure you're following, subscribing, doing all that good stuff, wherever you're listening to us or watching us at. We appreciate it. 
We love you. And we're going to be back. Do this for the fans. We're going to be back doing it soon, right? That's right. Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever we're doing it. Who knows? Yeah, right. We got to check the dates. Dynamite just, you know, Tony Khan just decides he's going to change the nights all of a sudden sometimes. So there you go. But we'll get more on that. Big Veto team, my man, PWPlanet.com. Let's take this thing out and give yeah. me some too sweet. It's a Ooh. new era. It's a new era for the Pro Wrestling Planet podcast, brother. The new world era. Era.